This episode of Getting Table is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You okay? George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. What of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 101 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode. We're here again with lots of news and lots of orcs. And we have the main man with us. He's the only person that you turn up. Um, he seems to want to move into the middle of nowhere and be even around less people. But hey, at least it'll be among less crazy people, I suppose. It's Captain Socks. I've been demoted again. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when, there's... when you use the word command, we decide we need to like knock you down a little bit because, oh, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, so what they're talking about Sorry, is... George is right. I should apologize. Recruit socks. Oh, that's even worse. Yep, that's uh, the plan. Yeah, what they're alluding to is I'll be moving next summer, and there's a chance that unfortunately I could... I don't know if it's fortunate for me or fortunate for George. I could be moving up to where his no man land is, about 40 miles away from where he could be, which would be awesome because we could get some games in. And above me in the no man land of Wyoming is George. Actually, that's a good point. I mean, you don't have to worry about moving there because Wyoming doesn't exist. It's true. I might move to Fort Collins and then go work in Wyoming. <laughs> you know, I actually know a guy. He's uh, with the sheriff's department. He lives in Fort Collins, but he commutes to Cheyenne. Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, we're we're back after the hundredth episode. Um, uh, I, I I won't say hangover, but uh, that was a, a bit of a, a more uh, enjoyable, different episode since we actually talked about ourselves for a little bit. That was that was actually kind of nice without uh, getting too. Uh, I can't even think of a word for that. But uh, we're back, uh, normal show, talking about stuff and things and stuff. Yeah, I like stuff and things. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we're starting with the workshop of games. So, a couple of episodes ago, we were looking at some of the previews for the Arcs of Omen, and one of them was what appeared to be Commander Farsight, and it was Commander Farsight, because we actually get a look at the model. And I'm sorry, but the model is gorgeous. Uh, I know that he's standing on a tactical rock, but it's probably one of the nicer looking tactical rocks I've seen for a while. Uh, they're very heavily leaning into the um, samurai look of Commander Farsight here. So, uh, th this is uh, uh, important to mention too. Uh, within 5-10 minutes of this being brought up in our, our group chat with uh, Brother Bear and Thunderboy, uh, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw the picture of this and someone had already put a fedora hat on it like he's a simp. <laughs> uh, that did not take the internet oh, long dear. at all. No, it really didn't. Um, I I'm on record as saying that I felt that Commander Farsight was a model that probably didn't need to be done yet. But looking at this, I'm really glad that they did. I mean, it does look really, really good. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that when I said that, I was kind of forgetting that the old model was um, fine cast at the time as well. So, I mean, it probably does need to be done. We know that you they need to get away from fine casts. So. You're, you're mispronouncing that. It's not fine cast. I'll cast. It it's it's fine crap. That too. Oh, so, 
Oh, yeah, like, I think they've done a really good job with this. I really like it. Uh, yeah. How are you with anime aesthetics? Sucks? Nah, nah. about it. Nah. <laughs> I mean, it looks oh, cool, but, but you, you guys know me, and, and the listeners know me, and, and, and we'll That's why I it. asked about anime aesthetics rather than G-Dub, it's, G-Dub themselves. I mean, I'm not, big, I'm not a big anime fan as it is. I mean, I don't watch any yeah. anime at all, so. Oh, you watch Clone Wars, that's, that, you can, you yeah, can. Yeah, it's, that's pretty you can, techni- you can technically start to classify that as anime. Um, I'm gonna, I, a thousand percent agree with your, uh, samurai aspect of that, because if you look at the, the tree branches, that's very, uh, cherry blossom-ish. I mean, actually yeah. disappointed yeah. they didn't paint those to just look like cherry blossoms but yeah but, i could say that but he has xenos and you know cherry blossoms are probably blue or green or wherever he's from not you know the pink yeah. that we're so accustomed to um a uh, good looking model i i i feel as young and when i say young you know as far as release of of armies and stuff like that i i think the tower is still reasonably young enough that they don't need too much redone compared to some of the other stuff that's out there that you know mm. It's it's really showing its age. I mean, there's still I think there's still some Eldar stuff that needs to be redone before they worry about a new far site. Yeah, but at the same time, we have to, like we were very critical when they've done these things, and this is essentially what they're doing now. But that but like they release a book, and the only thing that book gets is one new model, which is basically what they do with Xenos ninety nine percent of the time. At least in this case, they're doing somebody like they're they're redoing something that doesn't need to be done quality wise. Well, not in the details, but like getting rid of the fine cut is a good thing so. I, i'll agree with that yeah i, I think moving anything and any, anything everything and anything away from fine cast uh is a good move that they, they he also proven... tends to be one of the most popular heroes yeah. in the town like they have a lot of other heroes that need to get out of um the fine cast as well but he's probably the most popular and the one that's going to get the most attention yeah i i, I think getting any anything that they have in fine cast away from fine cast into a plastic molding is is much better for call for them i mean they're large enough they shouldn't be having to do resin anymore you know yeah. as big as they, as big as they are they should just it should be plastic period well, that, that, well although there's no confirmation from the company that the the rumor is is that they are trying to phase out that but they're, they're just doing games workshop and if they do it all at once then they can't spread it out over years and get lots of sales out of it um there is also a boarding control box coming out as part of this which is basically it's just an updated version of the old starter really like you're getting some fire warriors you're getting some crisis suits and then obviously you're getting him as well um so yeah um only thing i'll say is i'm kind of hoping that because the artwork on the book shows him without his helmet and i'm kind of like oh i wouldn't actually mind that as an alternate head i mean i know it doesn't make any sense in the aspect of the game but i wouldn't mind that by actually being able to do something different i don't know just a thought if i have the option of a bear head or a helmeted head i put the helmeted head on just so one i don't have to do a bear head two if you have a helmet wear your damn helmet i know um the only thing is <laughs> Um, I don't actually know. In saying this, like I'm kind of arguing against myself. I don't think their head is actually where the head of the model is. From memory, I think they're actually in the body of the mech. So my thought wouldn't work anyway. I think I'm not. Yeah, I can't remember for certain. Yeah, because I know the broadsides. Maybe I think those they, the head might be close to where uh, mm. the bigger ones. No, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think those are anywhere near. Um, yeah. But next on the release list, we have a a, a sneaky orcsy. Yep, this is one of the reasons why i made my comment at the start so we're also getting a sneaky orc uh, I, I find the way that they describe this really odd because it's 
He's so sneaky he could be purple. I'm guessing that's a lore reference that I'm not familiar with. Why are sneaky orcs purple? Is that a lore thing I don't I, know about? I, I, yeah, I don't know enough. Listeners, if you, if you know and you can answer that question, please comment and let us know. Um, yeah. That would be great to but know. It sounds funny, but... Yeah. Um, look at the model. You know, there's. It looks like there are two heads. The one that, you know, they have shown on yeah. the full model. And then, and then there's the alternate model where he's got his, you know, NVGs, you know, down and on. That looks great. Uh, having I prefer it with it up, honestly. That, that's just no, me. No, the, the NVGs down, like, that. I think that looks so good oh they both look good i just prefer it with it up uh i also really really like that i really really like that boarding patrol box like Uh, that boarding so you're getting some flash kits some beast snagger boys and some commandos uh and obviously the commandos is going to be one of the big things here because that's been out of stock for a little while i know that there are people that's been wanting to buy that for kill team um i kind of wanted them for kill team but you couldn't buy them um i I really like this release i think this, this one's really nice george disagrees no sorry I moved ahead. Um, I I don't have much. I, I don't have much of an opinion on orcs. Um, they they just they don't get my attention because they're one of those armies where you have to have you know thousands of models to have hundreds of yeah. points. Yeah. So that is definitely a downside. Uh, do you like orcs? Sucks. No. Oh, uh, if, if anything, it'd be more of the elvish that I would like in Age of Sigmar. That that realm of things. <laughs> that's fair. Um, moving on. Yeah, Lord that, of hubris. Yeah, this is what I was starting to look at. I don't. Yeah, know I quite how, like this. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it actually. I quite like it. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking I I can see people. Uh, this is just a customizer's wet dream. This is screaming for conversions. Yeah. Um. I, I socks mentioned elves. I, I could see this being made into something for that for the elves very very easily. I mean, I don't know if this character was supposed to have been an elf initially. It wouldn't surprise me. Um. Ear shape is wrong because they do show the. Can the, you see the, the ears on, on one of the side profiles? Oh, you can. One of the side yeah, profiles, no, and yeah. it's a little more profile like an elf on the book cover. So it's. So I, I will say this: um, everything but the the human part of it. So like the head, the chest, and the arms. Like mm. I love the look of. If you made it look more like you know a slanesh, you know, you know, daemon, you know, with you know the purplish skin, you know, four extra nipples, stuff like that. I think that looked really good. This is one of the first times I'll say the tactical terrain you know of the model i think actually looks really good and actually is like really usable i think Mm. like i still wouldn't have that with the model but i would use that as like a terrain marker or something yep uh it's worth noting that the video that they have in the thing that's playing in the background right now actually shows off the next story as well because well screw us i suppose (laughs) so the other one is the new corn character um, I, I don't mind this one. I don't like it as much as the previous one. Um, I will agree with you on the terrain of the Slanesh guy, though. I, I do quite like that. Um, I mean, I don't mind this guy. I, he doesn't scream out at me as much as the Slanesh one does. This just feels like another corn to me. Uh, and um, I mean, yes, that's what most people want, but it just, I don't know, it just... Look at this one. This will, screams uh, too loud. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Like, I don't like this one at all. Mm. There's uh, too it, much going on on this. So uh, we heard you like spikes, so we put spikes on his spikes so that you can spike where you spike like it's just don't get me wrong spikes are cool goals are cool and they're trying to go for a a heavy metal type vibe but this to me screams like somebody that's trying too hard to be metal this this is one of the guys at the the park larping on a sunday afternoon with his friends which i mean larping is fine 
but know, it doesn't. I, this screams. This screams like somebody's trying too hard to be corn. It doesn't feel corn to me. That's what I'm saying, though. Is like you know, if you look at some of the larping, like they they are trying too hard, and like you know, it's I, it's a social outlet. I get that, but you know, th- this just feels too much. I think it'd be mm. better if it was like just you know a couple of horns and spikes and wearing like a robe. Yeah, I think that would have more of an effect. I of- hope that it comes with an alternate head. If it had just a normal head that looked really angry, I think this would be much better. Yeah, I yeah that head is probably is what's killing it the most for me. Is that the, the head? Fact the that, head's horrible. Well, and well, it's half a head. It's half a helmet. It's cut off right right above his nose or right below right. his nose. They've clearly yeah. gone through the Conan esque here, but it just doesn't work. The other thing that kills it for me too is you know how they've really intentionally made that pose part of the terrain too. Yeah, there, right. there's it's going to be very hard to sculpt. Like you're going to have to like there's no way around. Yeah, that's uh, yes. Obviously, you can replace the rock with something else, but I know some you're people like that stuff and everything, yeah. but but it, that is just one of my biggest pet peeves of, you know, what if my scenery board that I'm doing has nothing to do with rocks that look like that, so now I have this model on a rock that goes with nothing else on my terrain board. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't mind, like, the, the rule for me has always been, I don't mind there being terrain on the base, but it needs to be done in a way that you could just not include it if you didn't want to. Um, now, it's possible that this will be done where, yes, you could just not include that bit, but the pose makes it really, really hard to justify anywhere yeah. else i mean obviously yes you build something that fits your table but now yeah now let's back up a step if this model is part of like Warcry or one of their you know board games mm. yeah pose it like that do it like that that's fine and perfect but for something where you know part of this but game it's and also hobby, supposed to be themed you know is you know the your your paint scheme your, your customization your aesthetics good word usage you know yeah to force us into something like that that really it irks me a lot yeah uh and of course there's a new vanguard box for both of these um so the Slanesh one comes with a whole heap of duelists and a covert crumper i don't actually know what the covert crumper is i'm guessing it's the oh i thought you said covid crumper i was like whoa that's <laughs> that's still a thing <laughs> um and oh sorry i was reading the wrong one um sorry so it comes with some bliss barb archers uh their homunculus companions the slick blade seekers i like the names that they give all of the stuff for Slanesh actually um because it kind of like it feels dirty as you're saying it even though there's nothing wrong with the words at all uh the slangor theme bloods and the shard spear of slanesh and some bliss i already said that uh and the corn ones come with your multi mighty skull crushers slaughter priests blood ravens and blood warriors um of the two of them so you're looking at 20 miniatures versus 24 i mean the corn one looks like it's better value generally speaking i mean i don't know about monetary but what you're getting in the box because most of the value you're getting from these boxes because of the inflation of prices anyway the value is perceived as opposed to real but there are other companies that make stuff that is not games workshop like horus belly Thomas yeah. Belly. Yeah. Um, I have mixed Lord. opinions on this first story. The second story in this I'm kind of really psyched about. Uh, but... So they're releasing some new minis and they are going to be working with a new material for their miniatures. So they've obviously decided to move away from the stuff that's been getting such mixed opinions. And they're moving across. I'm just going to read this. It's a plastic resin, a mixture of resin and PVC 
that maintains a high level of detail, but is not as fragile as conventional resin. Now, That's George, what does that sound like to you, or do I just need to say it? Because to me, that sounds like Restic. And oh. if it's rest, if it's Restic, this is not good news. Restic is the cheap stuff that Mantic used to use uh, that led to such a mixed opinion of that company for a long time. Uh, Restic, detail-wise, they're right, can look phenomenal, but it's a horrible material to work with. Now, what? the thermoplastic from CoCast wasn't right. It's better than it's better than Restic if that's what they're doing there. So, um, it depends on what it like. If it is that, yeah, that's that sounds like a really terrible idea. You know, and, and who knows? Maybe they've you know come up with some you know proprietary formulated mixture that you know is whether it's gonna you know what they're saying it's gonna be what it's gonna do, and mm -hmm. it won't be nearly as bad. So, uh, we'll, we'll one have to wait and see what the community says. Two, yeah. I I like this just because I, that's one of my biggest things about you know this hobby is any sort of metal you know if one of these guys comes loose from wherever they're being stored or whatnot something's something's getting destroyed and like you know you have to repaint and fix yeah so. i mean I, I completely understand why they're trying to avoid resin as much as like resin is a very nice material for the really fine fragile pieces that they make I, I think resin would be a very bad call for them uh, because nothing would survive there's too many thin um, mm -hmm. very fine pieces and they especially just on that first survive. model uh, yeah first, those, that and this, first this model is a large before, model yeah well, those sort of spikes and stuff they exist mm -hmm. on the small stuff too well and just the stuff you know the things with resin too you know it's just like you know temperatures right you know things bend and flex a lot easier with resin under you know yeah. you know Australian summers and stuff you know is this example you know yeah. that's going to cause it issues too so that's where hard plastic's great but they, you don't have the detail you know it has to be a little a little chonkier sometimes and and yeah. that's and that's why for the longest time course belly has been you know a metal miniature company you know because yeah you to, can hold a, the to a point where uh, there was at one point where they were saying that they would never use any other material now obviously the market's gotten to a point where they have to start using other stuff now um because obviously metal being the way that it is it's it's Getting kind of expensive. on the way out it's yeah it's not as expensive at the moment as what it was it did kind of come back it's still not as cheap as it used to be and i don't think it ever will be again i do still believe that we will be seeing the end of metal at this point uh, we're not quite there but i do think it's on the way because uh, it's just getting more and more expensive just because of the, the nature of the world we live in um, i'm kind of hoping that i'm wrong on this i'm kind of hoping that it's not that horrible rustic stuff that we used to see from it's not just mantic um privateer press used to use it as well uh, and i'll be quite frank it's one of the reasons why i never played that game um i mean it's not the only reason and I just never really got into it. But aesthetically, it never did anything for me. Kind of like with socks with 40K. Working, um, working with uh, the um, War Machine stuff that I've got for uh, Protector of Menoth, the, the the plastic, mm -hmm. the, just absolutely horrid to, yeah. to model. And it always has been. This is why I'm hoping that I'm wrong. But to me, plastic resin describes one thing. Yeah. And it's something I've never been a fan of. Now, and like I said, with the way that their models are done, they have to find something that's going to have flexibility if they can't rely on metal. Mm -hmm. um, so th they are going to be limited in their choices. I I didn't have many problems with CO cast. I mean, I completely get why people didn't like it because, but pl the plastic resin has the same problem. Trying to get rid of mold lines and stuff, you have to cut them off. You can't just scrape them down because it's too flexible. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's not the reason they've gone in this way, but time will tell. Kind of too early to say. Um, of the two models that's hinted there, 
there, I think the bigger one's the nicer one. That's just a <laughs> personal thing. I like the uh, second one. You like the second one? Yeah, the the kind of stealth ranger looking thing. Yeah, I mean they're both nice. I'm just saying which one I prefer. Um, both of those minis are part of the new ITS season. That's their tournament kits that they do, where you can win these as part of the as part of tournaments and so forth that you can go in. But this next company name is going to make both of you go, huh? because I'm sorry, but Joy Toys are really no. I've I'm aware of them. I'm I've looked at a lot of the Warhammer stuff they've done. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple times where it's just like, ooh, I want those space wolves. I want them like you know tactically on my desk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're really, really good too. Um, so Joy Toy are going to be making some Infinity minis, which is really, really cool. They have been working pretty much exclusively with Warhammer up until this point. Well, war gaming wise. Uh, but our friends at, and I know that you're, you guys aren't going to know who I'm talking about, but our friends at Toy Reel uh, have been slowly collecting all of the, uh, like, like one of each of all of the Warhammer ones and have been raving about the quality of these toys. They are absolutely phenomenal. I've been on the verge of buying one several times. I just can't afford it right now. Um, they, yeah. they are absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that like Infinity has gotten big enough to get a company like this to look at them is a very positive thing for the indie side of this business. Well, it, it, part of it too is, you know, it, it's not so much the, you know, they've gotten big enough, but I, I think it's just, you know, licensing money. And I, and I think with the, yep. the success that they've had with the, the 40K stuff, I, I think, you know, give, given where, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff Joy Toy does, I think looking at Affinity, I think they're looking at like, you know, this is a slam dunk. You know, it's more that wargaming community. They buy anything. But this also holds to like the rest of the stuff they do as far as the anime and stuff like that. Like, like Infinity mm. is a very anime feel, so I think they'll see sales from this from people who don't play Infinity, just because it falls into that. Yeah. I like the look of this, like the rest of the mechs and the other stuff, and it'll, it'll just go on shelf collections, just like any of the other anime stuff too. Uh, Joy Toad uh, from Beijing, so that they very much will be falling. Well, I suspect that they will very much fall in love with the aesthetic of Infinity because it it leans very heavily into things that are very popular in that in that part of the world. Um, of the ones that they're showing off i think the big guy's probably the one that gets my attention the, the shotgun uh, ratnik yeah for sure i like those and, too. and the giant rocket hammer thing is just awesome right yeah i mean like that's just that's anime stuff right there like that's even even if someone's never played that game but they're big into anime they're gonna see that and be like oh that's cool i gotta have that you know that's yeah i mean it's mechs mechs are always cool right that, that's Unless why people, socks, socks that's, doesn't like mechs yeah that's 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 why people like the uh, towel i have two atsts i like mechs that's <laughs> Star Wars, it doesn't count. Th those are like classic mechs, man. Not like, you know, all this modern I know, right? stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. See, yeah, I, I really, really like this. I was very, very happy to see this. This is not an army that I get into personally, uh, but I'm very, very keen to see some of the other armies that come out. Um, yeah, for sure. I'd be, I'd be really interested to see the uh, some of the other stuff that comes out from this uh, this company with some of the other stuff I've seen for Infinity, like the bikes. Mm. Like, Here's the I thing I'm going to find interesting. See, the best benefit of doing it with Warhammer is that you can do several different things of one toy and just paint yeah. it different. You can't yeah. really do that with Infinity because every army has their own aesthetic feel to it. Yeah. I assume that's why they've started with these fairly generic looking guys because they could just be anything um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do. Yeah, I, I I would be hard pressed not to open my wallet for one of those Infinity bikes made by Joy Toy. I would be really like ooh. So would I. I. For several reasons, yeah. All right. 
TT Moving Combat. across. Yes, TT Combat's got a couple of new things. We spoke about the space stations last time. Uh, the first one I want to look at is Michael J. Wolf because it's Teen Wolf. Or Michael J. Fox. Or Yes, that is Wolf. very clearly the thing they're doing. But yeah, it's it's Teen Wolf. Um, I really like this, honestly. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I like the like the, there's a lot of nods to pop culture in, in Rumble Slam. Oh, yeah. Uh, like fairly consistently. Uh, the other Rumble Slam one we're going to look at in a second is very much <laughs> one as well but i really really like michael j michael j wolf it's a lot of fun it's actually michelle oh it, it is, is too michelle. it is michelle yeah oh i didn't even notice that i i, I didn't want to say it or anything but it was like i was looking at it like this character has boobs i had noticed that as well but i just thought maybe it was the lighting right yeah i was um, thinking it was the painting or the sculpting or <laughs> that's thank you socks you're welcome pa- apparently it's one michelle of j wolf. how to read <laughs> what's a read uh, uh the other one that i hinted at a minute it's what you put on a musical instrument and you blow on it it makes noise that's what a read is ah right okay yep that's very helpful thank you um the other one we're getting is frank n stein who has one giant fist that's the size of his belly like this is so silly in the best way it's really dumb in in the best way like quite frequently when i say that things are really dumb i'm meaning it in a positive not not always but i mean it in a very positive way Uh, i I just love how stupid this is did you ever hear about the time dr frankenstein went to a bodybuilding competition realizing he misread the description <laughs> i like that um he, there's he also the not, bride geez. so it's literally frank and stein um so frank is the male and stein is the female uh, and i like the fact that they have very clearly been built from different things Art. yep and they've been painted to look is... like they don't belong together like there's very clearly at least three different species there i like that as opposed to like frank is it still all kind of works together if i was to paint that i would probably try to do something similar to what they've done with stein um yeah for sure uh, and this is this is a tag team so this is something that's designed to go onto the table together uh i i, I really like this it's so much fun uh last one in the miniatures for this fortnight at least is the templar first class so we're getting a new box set coming out for carnivale uh this is for the uh, the templar obviously so this is coming from rome um i'm trying to think vatican that's the word i'm looking for i well, not, the vatican's its own country rome is like something else yes yeah but it's it, va- va- i was saying rome because i couldn't think of what the word was <laughs> but i knew that <laughs> Of course you did. Um, I've been there. I haven't. I've been to Canada. That's the only other place overseas, apart from the airport in Dallas. That's the only other place I've been. That's a horrible airport. Anyways, back to TT Combat. Uh, Yes, it was, but it saved me $1,000, so I'm not going to (laughs) complain. I mean, I quite like this. This is, again, like, we're getting different characters. Like, we've got a very, very short man here. Um, Well, a young teen is probably what it's supposed to be, realistically. Squire. Squire. It's a squire, yeah. Uh, as well as all of the knights. Uh, I don't quite know whose sword he's supposed to be holding. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, um, he's holding it, so it's his sword. Squires don't have swords. Yeah, they hold other people's swords and borrow them temporarily. Um, I, 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 the knight in particular I really, really like. Um, I also like the fact that they've actually shown off the alternate head here, because this is obviously something that you can build a couple of different ways if you want to have more of them. Um, and it's like that with quite a few of these models, uh, with the exception of the priest. The priest does not appear to have. The priest and whatever the guy is that's shooting the crossbow and but the, the actual main like the big the two big characters have alternate builds that you can use 
I quite like that. I was gonna say the the one with the uh, the crossbow over his back, holding the sword, kind of yep. vagabondish looking guy. I I really like his look. Yeah, I agree. I think I like it better with it with the mask, the head with the mask. Uh, that on the knight. Yeah. The yeah, one I agree with you on that. Out, the one with the crossbow on his back. I think I like it with his uh, mask up. Yeah. yeah. I think I prefer the bigger picture when it comes to the other knight because you've got you've either got the redhead or you've got the bald guy, and, and I definitely I think I prefer the bald guy, especially with the scarring and stuff. That'll be a mm -hmm. lot of fun. To paint well um to, to, to have a redhead you know work for the church that makes no sense since they don't have souls i mean that seems like kind of a big conflict of interest there well to be fair the, the church itself doesn't either sometimes um especially if you read the law behind this <laughs> <laughs> of the five characters in the box i think i'm with socks i think the guy with the crossbow is my favorite not that the, i don't like the other ones it's just that one's my favorite the, the one the in the middle no the guy with the big crossbow that's shooting it oh shooting it yeah uh, i i like the guy in the middle i think that that's the one you're talking about right Sucks, uh... Yeah, that was the one I was talking about. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood you then. <laughs> Um, no, I, I quite like the guy with the purple pants. I, I, I think that the hairstyle is so so unique. I mean, it's it, it's a bowl cut. I was gonna say it's a bowl cut. Yeah, but uh, you don't see that in minis very often. No, you don't. I, I quite like. I mean, they all look good. It's just that that's my favourite. I'm alone. It's fine. Uh, coming up next, we had something teased by Steamforge Games this week. Well, so we, we got themes. Some, uh, we, we got, got some terrain. Some, we got some new terrain from TT Combat too. Oh, sorry. Yes, I, I missed something from it's a galaxy like... far, far away. True, actually. A long, long so time ago. You should be very, very happy for this. So we've got a couple of things that's coming. We've got a crash starship, which I think is awesome. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to say, that is brilliant. That is like the perfect scatter terrain. Yeah, big time. Uh, yeah. I quite like the starport. Like That feels straight out of Mandalorian. Um, I personally, I have one already in 3D, 3D uh, plastic, so I don't know that, if I'll that, be getting a hangar fun. bay. But the, I do uh, like Crash Starship would be great at scatter terrain. Yeah. The, the Super Laser good. Tower has a, a very uh, hot feel to it. Yes, I agree. It needs to be grey. Or Death Star. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, it does. I guess you could do that, yeah. I suppose one gun turret looks like the other, as any other gun turret, because it's just a gun turret. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. Especially in a world like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think of all of the new ones that we're looking at, I agree with George. George, the um, Crash Starship is I mean, my it, favorite. It, it's so nondescript. It's so simple. and It works in any setting. It does yeah. so much for a terrain board. I mean, you could take, uh, what is that? Was it three, five, ten pieces? And you could stretch that across to four by four. Yeah. And it would work yeah. because it's crashed. It's it's spread out. You know, and it could, you could do a straight line diagonally, whatever, across the board. And it's just going to work so well. And, you know, it's what, 15 bucks? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And it's generic enough that it fits in any setting this could be oh, yeah. a spaceship in any game yeah like the go ahead the only issue that i have and a lot of people are starting to see this with the new rules of legion is we need to start seeing terrain pieces that are at least 12 inches high with the new rules that they just came out with it goes with movement up and down and turn and line of sight rules um we're gonna be starting starting to see on tournament tables a, a lot of terrain tables it's gonna have a mixture of pieces of terrain that are six inches and lower as well as 12 inches like that tower a super laser tower you're gonna we're gonna have to see a lot more tables like that with that mixture in order to, to compensate for these new line of sight rules that we have in legion which i just played on thursday which they're not as bad they're not as time. bad as you thought they were there's still some issues and a lot of people still say there are some issues that they need to fix but they weren't as yeah. as horrid as i thought they were that's fair yeah. i mean it's good but, it's good to see that it's not gone as bad as we thought it had yeah. uh, or as you thought it had <sighs> um because i haven't played legion 
Uh, last two is we have a couple of small, I'm going to say they're bundle boxes, pretty much. You've got the observation facility, which is like a group of buildings that all kind of fit together. Uh, and Sandstorm Marketplace of the two of them. I think I like the Sandstorm Marketplace personally. Uh, they're basically the same boxes, but with different themes. One is a sand planet. And the other one is uh, more of an industrial facility. Uh, I, I like the marketplace better just because it has more, you know, versatility. Yep. Agreed. Yep. I like that one too. And coming up next, a story that I definitely haven't already spoken about. Uh, Steamforge Games have teased that they are going to be working on Sea of Thieves. So Sea of Thieves is a game that came out for pretty much everything at this point, but it was originally done by Rare. Uh, it came out on the Xbox for a while. It's basically a like a multiplayer pirates game. It kind of started very basic and it kind of grew over time to become something very popular. Um, we don't really know anything other than the tease at this stage. I'm going to assume this will be a board game, uh, um, but we don't really know anything yet. Uh, this will be going straight to retail, apparently. Somebody asked if it will be on Kickstarter. So whatever this is that they're working on, it's not going to Kickstarter. It's going straight to retail. Uh, unless it's like a big, huge, brand new thing. Uh, it's, you know, one of those things like Steamfort and Gage, I think, is one of those companies that they should be doing stuff on Kickstarter. Starter. Like if well, they're a, nowhere near as big as Simon and the others, but I do agree with you. It a hundred percent is the way that it should be going. Unless this is like something completely brand new, no one's ever heard of it before, something that's never been done before. Everything is a new, you know. Because let's be honest, nothing, nothing's new. Everything is some sort of rehash or remix of something else. You know, yeah. I could see putting that on Kickstarter. Like, how popular is this going to be? How many people are going to throw money at it to get it, you know, developed? Something mm -hmm. like this, where it's already like the intellectual property's already been around it already has a following and fan base yeah. make it put it on the shelves if it sells it sells if it doesn't it doesn't you know hence my constant points with all of the disney stuff that simon are doing it doesn't belong on kickstarter there's disney? no excuse. oh marvel i was like what, what disney <laughs> yeah um like there's no excuse it doesn't belong there um and they should be ashamed of themselves for con constantly doing it oh, i will die on this hill uh moving on speaking of marvel yeah, so we saw the we we saw the hulk recently we now have a new modok uh much like the Hulk. This is so much better than the original one. The original one is actually really nice though. Uh, there's just like there's more to this. Like he actually feels like he has. Like, the other one was just like a generic angry face and this one like, there's actually feels like there's more going on here. I mean this has clearly been inspired by the new Ant-Man movie which is fine. Uh, thank goodness they didn't make it look like it did in the movie. Um, as long as Pat Oswald doesn't do the voice I'll be okay with it. I will not answer that question because it's a spoiler. Uh, but yeah anyway I, I I, I really like this. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Socks? Uh, not much. Just because I have a... I mean, I, I've got some of my local friends uh, play Marvel. I've played it a couple of times. Mm. It hasn't really intrigued me too much. I mean, it yep. hasn't, it hasn't, so... Well, you're not really a huge superhero person, right? Not much. I mean, I like to watch the, move, the Marvel movies, but that's about it, really. Yeah, so you don't really like... The, 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 it, it doesn't yeah. tickle that fancy for you like it does for me and No, your I haven't really gotten into... I've gotten into, into any of the comics. Yeah, on DC which or, is understandable. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, we also have a couple of new things coming for Legion. So we first, we've got Asajj. Now, we have actually had this teased, I believe, at some point. No, uh, no, no, she's one of the characters that was coming for Shadowpoint. So we're just getting the Legion equivalent. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, this pose looks almost exactly like the Shadowpoint pose on the back of the box. Very, very similar. Uh, I would argue, I'm going to argue the obvious. It doesn't look as nice, uh, but there's no way that it can look as nice because it's a completely different scale. Mm -hmm. uh, given what they're working with, and, and it is worth noting that, I mean, Legion does look okay. Uh, 
okay, but it's not supposed to be the groundbreaking. Like it is very much budget sculpting, uh, and that's. I mean, it, it, I'm not hating on Legion. I'm just like it, that they are not trying to be the best in the world, and that's not yeah. why anybody plays it sculpt wise. Nobody plays Legion because they have the best models. They they have decent models, and that's all that people are kind of expecting. We also have Clone Commander Cody. I I don't believe we've seen a tease of this earlier. Uh, I actually yeah. really like this. I don't know if we put it on there, but it's it's been teased a while ago, so people are really excited for oh, him because okay. he's gonna he's gonna be able to change how vehicles work for the Galactic Republic, and so a lot of people are, are excited to see how it works out with his new command cards. It's gonna come out. Yeah. So uh, I like the fact that we're getting alternate heads. That's that's well, fun. They're not alternate heads. You get Waxer and Boyle, so you actually get three miniatures. So, but it says alternate head options because there's alternate head options for the um. Oh, you're right. Oh, right. yep, I see it. Yeah, but it, that just means that you have to buy the box twice because of course it does. Anyway, um, we're kind of coming to the end at this point. We only got a couple more things to go. Crooked Dice, the releases for this month. So we now finally have the final version of Abomination, which is yes, it's definitely the bad guy from Thundercats. Um, so we have his transformed form. He's kind of missing a few of the bandages and stuff, but obviously that's so that they can pretend that it's not him. Same as well, like horns and, you, and stuff as well. Could you could you imagine trying to sculpt that with bandages coming off of it too? That oh yeah, absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, we also have Beastman allies. So we have A, B, and Pet. It's definitely not Snarf and the kids. It's A, B, and Pet. Snarf, famously the most... Sorry, no, I take that back. The second most annoying character in cartoon history. The first being Pikachu. I thought you were going to say Orko. No, but Orko actually has fans. I mean, there are people that don't like Orko, and I was kind of like always in the middle about Orko. Uh, but there are actually people that always liked him. It just depends on the people. We also have some nice Robin Hood villains here, which I love, but it's not the important one. Because there's only one mo model here that anybody cares about. And it's the knight that says, Me. <laughs> I love no. that so much. And I love that they've made it their own too. Oh, there's also some moon-based people. Turn of the Woods. I was going to say those uh, moon-based crew look uh, sort of a uh, Planet of the Apes-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're very, like, it's very retro sci-fi. Which which a lot of this sort of stuff tends to go in that direction. Yeah, the the, the I will say that the Mumra character that's not Mumra looks, looks really good. Yeah. I am a big fan of that. That looks really, Actually, really fun. As as far as villains go, I, I think that was probably one of the, the best villains because, like, you know, most of the time he was, like, the shriveled, decrepit mummy in his bandages just, like, barely able to do anything. And it's like, all right, I finally have to do something. So he whips out his, you know, lich magic power and he just gets yeah. ripped and, like, let's go. Like, I thought that was so cool. Like It was terrifying. It was great. And I mean terrifying in a really good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the hard highlight for me is the night that says need the hern of the woods um like it's one of the most popular references in pop culture history um and i like the fact that it's been sculpted in a way that well i mean it works for the game but you could legit throw this into pretty much any fantasy setting you wanted like it's it's straight up a hero for the for the for the nature of whatever army it is that you want or it's some dark cult or something like you, you could justify this pretty much anywhere yeah. so long as it's a fantasy setting uh seven tv for those that know is like that's a game where basically you're playing out a TV show on the table uh, it's very very unique in the way that it works um, I'm kind of curious to actually have a game of it I've never played but it's very very unique Black Sight Studios make one of my favorite games and it is the game I'm talking about today. Don't Look Back is getting brand new, a brand new book. This is an update of the initial call rules. 
and it's going to be a big hard book, hardback book. So this is essentially a new addition for the game. Uh, this is not going to make any of your old stuff obsolete. Uh, it's an update, and like it will be done in a way where the previous expansions that you've purchased will still 100% work with it. Um, we don't know a lot about contents here. Obviously, it's going to be much bigger. Uh, we're going to obviously be getting more missions and stuff seems to be what's going on. We also have some new characters that are coming, some of which have been updated. I quite like the new Seth in particular. That's a lot of fun. Uh, but you'll see here, like all of the original characters are in the lineup. But we've also got this guy here in the wheelchair. I love the fact that they've done that. And we've got this punk person, which if we're talking about stereotypes, that punk is very clearly going to be a coward because all of all of the ego is just up front in a horror movie. And the moment something goes wrong and they cower in the corner, because that's just the way that it works in a horror movie. <laughs> hey, hey, Bruce, what, what yeah. do you think the, the, the reference of that to being Drake, the guy in the wheelchair? Drake? Drake, yeah, because he played uh, What's-His-Face on the Grassy, who is in the wheelchair, who is a rapper, whereas you can look at this guy, he's got the headphones, and the way his hair is with the glasses, and he's in the ball wheelchair. Ball cap backwards. Ball cap backwards, yeah. You, you could argue this is a, a representation of Drake. We're going to have to look up the character you're referring to. I remember De Degrassi. I don't remember a character in a wheelchair, though. Yeah, it was Drake. Oh, you know who I thought it was looking like? I thought it was looking like Samuel L. Jackson in um, Unbroken or whatever it's called. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, but no, you're right. It's you're right. It's okay. So for those I'm that right. are watching, this <laughs> is what the, the, for those that are watching, this is what George is referring to. Um, I had no idea. Wow. Good call. Good call. Um, I really liked Dragrassi High when I was growing up. Um, Canadian show, ironically. Maybe want to stab my eyeballs out. It was trying to do something that nobody else was doing at the time and i would probably argue that it was trying to do something that was important at the time too uh it was trying to start conversations about things that most parents didn't want to talk about but was important conversations i don't know that, that was always like the take i had from it um but that's it for the news we are going to talk about an indie and it's the one that i was te teasing and hinting about last week newly received or well, indie definition independent type slang word jargon all right so modulorca is an orcs versus orcs skirmish combat game and you can download this for free quite literally Ooh. it's free to play you get free rules free cards that you can that you can print out there is an orc that you can print out and then just make different versions of him alternatively you can use whatever else other orcs you want and just use the rules uh alternatively there are actual like things that you can buy to help support the company. Uh, we're kind of we're just looking at like just the basics of this today, so that you can buy a starter pack that comes with a huge range of different STLs to give you kind of everything that you need. Um, it's a it's a free game, or or as they can as they call it, duh game. Um, so you've got different factions. Like the whole point of this is that you're looking at different orcs fighting each other for control and power, essentially. Um, I really like this. I really really do i'm just opening up my copy of the rules that i downloaded earlier if you open up the actual rule book from that free download core rules is spelled r-o-o-l-z so they're they're running with the orc theme very very much so it's a really pretty looking book too honestly um like it looks professional which is really nice gives you options for terrain and so on and so forth obviously it talks about how the game works uh dodging gives you examples in the artwork of how certain things actually work duff actions we have 
have the horde. Sorry, horde. We have hunters. We have rockers. We have gearheads. We have speed gulp. And we have pirates. Um, because pretty much, let's be fair, like most orcs have essentially the same cliches throughout the whole lot. But basically what they've done is they've given you an option to use essentially anything orc-wise you want will fit into one of these now, which is really nice. You, you know what my favorite thing I'm seeing in, in, the, in the picture here when you go into the, um, I guess, the download spot? The mm -hmm. objective markers. Let me go up. Download for free. Uh, I'm guessing that's rules and cards? Uh, no, the, well, it's it's in the image, like the, the objective markers. Like there's a picture, you got the rule book, you got some cards, a couple minis, and then like you've got oh, the you're objective. you're not looking at what I thought you were. Yeah, well, I, I clicked on something else probably. Oh, the uh, one, two, three. Okay, no, yeah, I yeah. see what you're talking about. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Like, like that is like the most like orc thing I've seen is the way those yeah. objective markers are done. Um, like I said, I'm not a big orc guy. I, uh, but you don't have I to mean, like everything for, for what this guy has done and just saying like, here you go, have it. Uh, please support me. Like that's really cool. Like yeah. take the time, effort and energy to develop something like this and then just give it away. Like pretty much. The, and in, with the hope that people will support them. Right. Like in the game workshops and the Corvus Belly and the private two press and the TT combat and the, the whoever else is out there where you quite literally have to pay for anything and everything associated with the game for this guy to just say I made a game you can have it I don't care kickback would be nice I think it's, it's so refreshing like I almost yeah. want to just give this guy a kickback just for doing that just like go buy beer like you know yeah like, it, this stuff is really good like in the free download sections there's full color cards and stuff that you can download uh, and they, like, they look like they've had a lot of time spent on them too uh, there, there is like I hinted at earlier there is an STL for a single lad obviously if you want to get more of his orcs then you would need to buy them um which even you know like it looks like he's charging like nine bucks to 13 bucks for an stl file yeah it's not much uh there's also translations of the game into french dutch and spanish which that costs money and it costs big money to do that um uh, unless yeah. you happen to be you know like a fluent speaker of those languages you know like yes the, the, which which he might have been yeah which I, I don't know um god these look so, like uh i just went on mr mordock's uh Glob Waka C. It's 13 right. bucks for the file. And God, that just looks so good. They're just fun. And it's just silly, stupid fun in uh, like the best way. So so the other thing too is look at this. So it's my mini, mini factory. So maybe this is a printing yep. sort. No, no, no. That's, a, that's an STL. It's company. an STL. Sir. Okay. So but there anyways, is, they, there is they, some they, way you can buy the physical models from though. Okay. Um, but going back to what I was, I was saying here, they specifically put on there 92% of what you're paying is going to the creator. Yep. Like they're they're specifically saying we're not you know Apple and you know keeping twenty five percent you know we're we're sending as much as we can to the creator ninety two percent is a pretty pretty large chunk. I mean it, to keep eight percent to like host and put this out I mean that's pretty paltry you know that's yeah yeah no it's been done really really well uh, this actually won the indie game also the indie of the year at Beast of War so in our last episode I was going through the prizes that they'd given out for their annual awards and I said that like every week. And like our indie segment was inspired by theirs. I've never really hidden that. I mean, I don't openly talk about it all the time, but I've never really hidden it. Um, that of all of the ones that they do, and they do theirs weekly, this is the one that they said was the best. Um, they actually have like, but they have videos on this, and like, like, like you can go find videos on how this works on online. So honestly, go and have a look of it. This thing looks amazing. But unless you have other thoughts, I think we should talk about some hobby. Dream blue. Crying, paint, 
So we're going to be talking about some hobby, and we are going to be talking about some hobby, starting with George, because George has something for us, don't you, George? This? Yes. Yeah, that I was, was. I was handed something. You I were. Was told I, was, I was told I would be told when to open this. Now. Yeah, do it. No, do, you're, yeah. you're getting a little pushy there now, Socks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, while you're opening that, I'm being interrupted. Danger, I'm thinking. That that seems mostly appropriate. Yes. Um, come on. Oh. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Also in hobby, I've, I finally got myself one of these. It showed up today. Look, it's... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's... I mean, it's part of it, but that's not the, the important part of it. Um, I ordered some acrylic stands for my Custody bikes because the plastic stands that come with the Games Workshop models are the worst thing ever, and they will oh, snap uh, yeah. sim simply by looking at them. So I was able to measure the diameter of the ball that goes into the Mini, and I looked it up, and I found acrylic rods of that same diameter, which, as we all know, acrylic is much better. That's what Game... Uh, not Games Workshop, TT Combat's using for their flight stands. So, mm -hmm. I got acrylic coming. So, I got myself some Hobby Saw Blade to cut oh, nice. acrylic and, and, and cork and whatnot. So, uh, that cost me around about 12 bucks for the six blades and the uh, the Hobby Handle, I think. So, nice. not too bad. And then, um, the I got more of the, the chrome paint and to finish uh, chroming the Custodes. And holy crap, I blow through that. It, on uh, 15 PSI and the smallest nozzle, that just that that paint go it goes quick um i think that's about it um I ordered something, but we'll talk about here here in a few minutes. Uh, Bruce, uh, something else showed up for you, right? Yeah, that's why I got the knock at the door. <laughs> so I guess th this is clearly fit from you guys because nobody else what? is going to have sent this to Jason the Bruce. Well, it doesn't say that, but it's literally addressed to Jason the Bruce Grub. So it has to have been you guys. Uh, yeah, no, I... I, I also, made... there's only about... Apart from our listeners who don't have my address, there's only two other groups of people that know I was even looking at this company. Which, which funny enough uh do you remember that jail we sent you a few years ago yeah turns out it's the same company so was it yeah i thought that i thought that was someone else no okay. no when i was looking at the uh the app for the the tracking um it says other things you might like from this company it's the uh it's the jail that we sent you i, I was gonna say i'll have to have a learn to look at it but i can't because the packaging was thrown away when i built it <laughs> uh see if i can find it real quick uh it's not showing up uh but yeah so oh you've sent me cardboard we did <laughs> Yes, uh, your bird will probably love that because you can pick and tear apart at that. I get lollies. I don't know what it says, but... Oh, it says refreshes. Okay. Apparently it's vegan friendly. Throw it out. No. Advertisement. Uh, stencils. Ah, oh, that's the road markings. Yep. So one of the reasons I found this company, for those that didn't see the episode, um, I found out that they had stencils for road markings and I was trying to find an easier way to do them with the, my game. And I'm pretty sure I know what the rest of this is going to be because it's going to be what inspired the purchase. Yeah. It's the retro Americana stuff. Oh, wow. So that's the caravan it's made with one sheet that's amazing what? one sheet really one or two no it's one sheet that's crazy oh there's a layer of cardboard in here as well that's how they get okay there's a layer of cardboard and that's how they get the rounded look on it oh okay oh, that okay. makes that makes sense i'm surprised there's not more to, i'm surprised there's not more to that kit though i mean it's the smallest thing that's going to be here but petrol station so that's that's a couple more layers but you would expect that to be because there's more to it retro signage and this is good i do have a rooftop one but this is a ground one so this can either be my advertisement for the caravan park or the trailer park or my original plan was always going to be that I want this to be advertising the city and talking about how great the city is and clearly being an old advertisement from back in the day before everything went to crap. Theater screen. <laughs> Residential trailer. This was the kind of the highlight of what we were talking about at the time because this is literally what 
what I was trying to find. Because somebody had to have made a, a residential trailer. And a barn. Oh, it's a derelict barn. Nice. That works with a couple of things, actually. That's probably going to end up on a different table, not my Entropy City one. But that's really cool. Thank you. I assume that there's yep. thanks to Michelle because Michelle's in all of those conversations. Yeah, no, uh, that, that was, it was kind of a, we, we went back and forth. Like, we actually, not to say we started arguing in the chat, but we started arguing because he wanted to do one kid. I was just like, no, we should really actually do this one because because this it's is the one I was, was talking about. Yeah, th this is the one he was actually wanting. It would probably actually be more useful than, you know, more stuff, you know, taking up space. At least this, he can, you know, take and use on his demos. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One thing I kind of want to do, and, and I'm, I'm going back and forth on it at the moment, is I, I kind of want to build like a permanent four by four table, like, to, like an actual one that I could use at demos when I get to the point. This, for people that don't know, ultimately is mostly going to be used for Entropy City, which is a game I'm developing at the moment. Uh, I have talked about it a few times. Um, Patreon knows a little bit more about it because but it's not a promise of the Patreon, but it's being shared there kind of before anyone else because, well, thank you for looking after us. Um, but the game isn't to a point where I'm like ready to take it to events or anything yet. I'm in the middle of testing right now, but I'm kind of really tempted to do a proper like wooden 4x4 four, four four board that I can take to events when that time comes. The problem is, is, is that I have no way of traveling with a table like that because it won't fit on the motorbike. Not that the motorbike's going anywhere right now, but it will be I, by the time I move. I, I have around. a suggestion. I have a suggestion for you, Bruce. Matt's cork tiles. Mm, yeah, true. I, I I don't know about in Australia, but I can order a quarter inch by twelve inch by twelve inch cork tiles. I don't know what the size of the ones are I originally looked at, but that's actually a good point. So, but if you do something like that, then you could modularize it to where you know it's like one of the, you know like they still all go together, but you can put them in different orders to create different you know roadways mm. and stuff. True. The uh, the the original drop zone commander 12 inch tiles the little cardboard ones i think yep. that's what you're trying to get at george right yeah kind of like that god actually those are roadways would those work bruce <laughs> <laughs> Um, Actually, they're, they're all sitting right here in this box. Right here. I, that's why I missed I'll them. tell you why they won't work. They're designed for a scale that's about a quarter of what I'm looking oh, at. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Unfortunately, 28 mil yeah. versus 10 mil. That's not going to work. Those I actually, I actually have bikes. a tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, on, it would be, actually, yeah. On Friday night, I actually um, hosted... I did the very first full-sized game. Uh, so we had five bikes apiece, and it was on a proper 4 by 4 table. Uh, it was done with two foot by two foot mats from the original um, Mars Attacks game. And that basically, I basically created a city board. Uh, it's not a perfect city board by all means. It didn't quite line up the way that I wanted it to perfectly, but it was exactly what I needed for the game itself. Nice. Uh, game itself went rather smoothly. Um, there's been a couple of significant changes to the game recently because I've been kind of going back and forth as to whether I want wounds in the game or not. So I'd made a lot of changes to certain things and it's like, well, I don't know how this is going to go. It, it, it actually went fairly well. There's a couple of things I definitely had to change because uh, I didn't really have a way of tracking wounds um without just having dice everywhere which just gets annoying um i made the decision of well most of these characters are going to have one wound and there's one character that has two because i had like something i could use so I was like and that's on there and i actually tested like multiple weapons and stuff the issue of doing it that way was that because most people only had one wound the weapons kind of all felt like they were the same because something that has two weapons is still only doing one wound so something that has two wounds only still only does one wound damage because it's already dead but oh, other than that it went fine um the big thing i'm trying to figure out right now is how many bikes can i have on the table before it becomes too much 
honestly, with the way that it went, like there were significant bottlenecks, but there were bottlenecks that I designed on the table. Uh, I reckon I could easily go to six or seven bikes a piece before it becomes a problem, uh, which is good because it gives me more flexibility with models and stuff. And when it comes to maybe somebody being a horde army, it, um, it helps with that as well. Have you had any thoughts about having uh, uh, any bikes with sidecars? Yes, but I don't have any rules for them yet, but that will definitely be a thing that will happen. That would be fun. Yep. Socks, what yes. have you been up to? So I've been, I got these models, I don't know, years ago, uh, a few years ago. But with me not really doing any painting in Star Wars Legion Land right, as of now, I was thinking about finding paint to do these guys. These are the Black Seas from Warlord. Ah, uh, yep. This is the fifth rate frigate. And then I've got the third rate frigate there. So I've nice. been looking at paints to do in both the British and the French navies, uh, Napoleonic era. Uh, and so uh, socks what's that can i just give you a flat out recommendation what's that go look for the leather and wood kit and scale 75 uh the the brand scale 75 paint um after working with some of their paint like actually sitting down painting with it more uh on my uh custodies the the paint is just so so gorgeous like don't get me wrong vallejo is good but god the scale 75 i've i've quite literally fallen in love with it um anything you need to be aware of with the scale 75 is that if you don't look after it it can go kind of powdery after a while so just watch out for that long term okay. it's not an issue now it'll be an issue later but uh oh, yeah, good... I, I would recommend that just because it'll give you like the color palette to do wood and leather effects yeah. which yeah. guess what that's perfect for a ship all you have to do is uh find some uh bright colors for the livery and you'll be you'll be set yeah that, and that's the thing with the British the British usually had black and white black and yellowish brown and yellowish striping on their ships and the French were a little bit different so I'd have to get different Flamboyant. colors Flamboyant flamboyant yeah colors and so but yeah i'll definitely look in the scale 75 for sure well, um, i'm only throwing it out there just because i've been no, working with it a lot the last couple weeks and it's it's it goes on smooth it goes on thin and it goes on matte and vibrant and it's very matte too which for yeah, boats I, makes sense yeah especially I, that time frame have i have i have i put up the cl the cloak of that uh, I've worked on? you have you but you haven't shown it on camera like this, there is like, a vallejo equivalent okay. but i'm i am agreeing with george on Shiny nice. chrome, right? Yeah. Look how flat that is. That is pretty flat. Yeah, that right? would work. I mean, perfect. So, um, I want to say that's like 25, 30 bucks for a set of seven paints, and it'll, it'll give you the color range of, you know, of how to do wood effects. I've got it sitting back here because it's a great set of browns. So, yeah, I'll look into those for sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, that's what I'm going to be working on over the next few weeks. Well, until our, uh, so we, we, we mentioned this last episode. A little painting. Oh, well, we did, but only for our Patreon. That is true. That's, that's right. right. It, was, it, it was redacted for, uh, uh, reasons. Uh, for That's the last right. episode. So, for those of you who are not patrons, we discussed off camera, well, on camera for our Patreons, a painting competition that we're going to be doing. As you all know, I'm not a Games Workshop fan, but those two fools decided to get me into doing a Games Workshop as part of our painting competition that we're going to be doing. Yep. So, when I, when we say it's a painting competition, we mean it's a painting competition between us three. I mean, by all means, if people want to join in, they're more than welcome to. There's no actual prize. We're just doing this but we're doing this for the youtube algorithm let's be fair like that is literally <laughs> what we're doing um the reason it, it, this has been something that i have been talking about doing for probably 18 months or more at this point uh because it's just something i've wanted to do for a really long time um uh, and this was something that a lot of the popular channels were doing for a while 
was like, it's a 24 hour painting challenge. Now we have a couple of like, issues that we need to get around to make this work, but we are doing it with the Skink Star Priest. We had three different models that we had kind of come to and we put it out to our Patreon to kind of like, which do you think we should do? And they chose this. Um, I might have harassed them to vote a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> twice um so it came up like and this overwhelmingly won like quite significantly um so the challenge is going to be for april because we all have real life job like this is not our job we don't make money from this um i mean as much as hey it's a dream but that, that's not where we are um <laughs> So, we are allowed to spend 24 hours on this. That includes building it. Uh, and we must do that within the month of April. So, it doesn't all have to be at the once. Uh, we have all agreed that we are going to try and film as much of this process as possible. And then I get the fun job of trying to edit it all. Yay. Um, so, you will not see the results of this until probably May. We won't see each other's work until May. Um, because we will not be sharing each other's work with each other uh, i have spoken and i don't know if you two know this uh, i have spoken with both michelle and ben so if you want someone to bounce ideas off or get feedback from they agreed that they will do that without ruining it for us um so you do you do actually have like somebody that you can go to and Outside kind of bounce ideas off and stuff yeah because uh, i mean i don't know about you guys but i'm someone that kind of needs that at times yeah can, can i throw one more stipulation into this yes we can't go by like a specific like skink only like yellow green color shift to do the paint with this has to be we have to use stuff that exists on our bench right now that's fair although i'm going to say right now i'm not using a color shift right now no no, no, um, no so I, I i own the entire range so yeah, i'm i'm not I, going to be doing that but i'm just saying like you know you have to use what exists on your bench right now you can't go by you know two or three things in the course of april to do this mm. many this has to be stuff we have on our benches right now yep uh we are also not going to be like changing things up and that is fine but you're not allowed to green stuff anything uh, although George and I literally won't do that anyway. I don't um, touch green stuff. I don't think Sox doesn't care enough about it to do that. Nope. Um, as part of this because we have dragged him across to do what is let's be fair yes. a popular choice here uh, like that's why we're doing a games workshop model it's because that's what's going to get attention hopefully um, but the agreement is, is that if this does do well then me and George have to do a historical mini next which is not either of our wheelhouses and will gef definitely give him the advantage so we're hoping that you will support us in this and that this video does well um and then we get to do a historical one next time i don't know when that will be i would like this to be semi-regular um so like even if it's only in six months time or something uh but we need to see how popular the video is in that first anything else we want to say other than thank you very much for choosing the one that's decided to be out of stock <laughs> yeah, yeah i know right <laughs> Although George already has one on the way, I have one in my cart ready to come. Um, I've, I think the I've, only one... I've looked at two of the four stores that I can look at locally, and yeah, it's sitting in my cart on Miniature Market. Yeah, I even looked so, at Valhalla Hobby, and they don't have this particular model on Valhalla Hobby. No, it so. might be worth ask. It might be worth sending him a message to see if maybe it's just not on the website. But my assumption is that it's not in stock. So, so, so having dealt close, closely with a, a couple of game shop owners, typically when something's not available on the GW website, stores can't get it either. So. If, yeah, that is they, true. If they don't have it in stock, they'll, they'll get it when you know you could get it when from the GW store too. So. 
like it. Yep. Yeah. That's that's yeah. So so yeah, like I said, I've got two stores. One in particular that sells more Games Workshop stuff a little bit further north here uh, that I plan on going to look at uh, over the next couple weeks, so I can try and get it. If not, hopefully soon. Yep. No, that makes sense. Um. So yeah, that is the staff competition. Um. Like I said, by all means, if other people in there want to join in and try to put theirs up against ours, um, by all means, uh, and then obviously send us the results of what you finish. Uh, our plan is to do this in April. I say plan because if Socks can't get his before April, then it will have to be May. But this is definitely happening. Um, and otherwise, game talk. Talk nerdy to me. So, it's the Resisty's turn. People have probably figured that out because I had this up on the screen for about 30 seconds before we moved across. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the Resistance. Now, the Resistance did not exist when Drop Zone first came out. They were introduced later. Much um, later. Much later. Yeah. Uh, the aesthetic of the Resistance is, I want to say, universally loved, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I'm, I might be wrong on that, but I don't think I am. Um, the big difference with this starter set as opposed to the other ones is this one is not all hard plastic. This one is a mixture of metal and resin, and it always has been, um, because it never got to the point where Hawk actually moved, moved it over. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. So in the starter set, you get now. Hang on, where are we? I've got um, it. Oh, th yep. Oh, yep. So have I. You get two anti-tank Hannibals, six anti-air gun wagons, twelve bases of resistance fighters, and six Jackson half tanks. Uh, you have a solid core of an army. It's transported in two Kraken hovercrafts and three lift hawks for aerial support. It's led by the Hydra relay hovercraft. So there's lots of hovercrafts uh there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things in this it's i've always been tempted by this army um as far as the starter set is concerned i think like my favorite is the airships like just aesthetic wise that they, they just look cool uh, i don't know if you guys have any preferences or anything in particular you want to point out socks yeah i agree i i like uh one of the tournaments i played in in england that i uh when i was living over there saw these live talks and i have to agree they, they look pretty cool on the table um it just looks like they took a, a industrial type of vehicle that was somewhat militarized and just i mean as we know with the resistance they're just whatever equipment we can find we're going to strap military weapon to it yeah because they had nothing quite literally yeah and so it's i did buy some of these battle buses at some point for a painting competition that the drop zone commander community were doing and i was going to convert one of them to look like uh the teenage mutant ninja turtle van uh but then real life got in the way and i never actually got to do anything with it uh, i came across the model recently because uh, the, there was a painting competition where you 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 had to paint it to look like something else from pop culture so with all of the other ones we have always said we're not looking at recommending the behemoths as part of this because that is something that you don't really want to start with as a beginner our suggestions are things from the army that either do something that the rest of your starter box doesn't or add something that it's not capable of doing or maybe we just think it looks cool i i suspect that it's going to be a little bit of both with this uh especially like there's been a couple of times now where we've had similar ideas uh, and we've had to kind of think of something else at the last second. Uh, that happened to me twice last time, I think. Uh, but yeah, so we're not recommending the behemoth because yeah, it, it's not something for beginners. It's something you add to the game later. Um, socks. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with this one because it's a new type of auxiliary transport. It's an auxiliary transport. I'm going to talk about the drills. Aha. Yep. Which one? Either one. Because okay. you, it's either a smaller one or a big one. It's They're about mm -hmm. the same. The mechanics of how they work are the same. I mean, just 
just the, the, the ability that you can drill out of the ground and spew out a horde of armies, depending on what type of transport you have. With the one-on-one drill, you get a transport value of six, 45 points, squad size of one. It's a zero move, active countermeasures, 15 armor, five damage type tank. It's Axis, it's, and it's rare. Um, so the Axis is where it's, it allows you to, to have troops pile out of it, and it's subterranean, so when this unit enters into play and from in readiness, place it anywhere on the board on possible terrain. Any units embarking in this terrain count as leaving the board for the purposes of scoring objectives. So not only can you get guys out of here, but you can drive guys out to get objectives. And so if you want to yeah. put something on the back half of the board, you can easily do so. And then the 209 breaching drill, again, has the same stats, just 90 points. But this thing has a transport value of 18 and it's large, 8 damage, uh, and has the same subterranean rule. Um, so yeah. if you wanted to, you with the 18 uh, transport value that it has, you could spew out, for example, uh, where's your standard stuff? You could stay, uh, spew out 18 rocket technicals or 9 AA gun wagons. That yeah. is a lot of stuff that you're spewing out out of one unit. It's insane, yeah. Think think of the, yeah, the Skaven in, in Warhammer. You're, you're just spewing models out and just overwhelm them. Granted, yep. your rocket technicals aren't the strongest units in the game, but when you got 18 of them, you're going to overwhelm them eventually. So. Uh, I just noticed something. So, the breaching drill can hold 18 of that particular type of unit, right? Yep. Have a look at the Juggernaut. I assume there's a rule that says the Juggernaut can't come out of that. I know we're not supposed to be talking about the jug Juggernaut, but... No, it has a transport value of 18 as well. So yes, they can they can take 18 with it too. I read it in the rules. So you could you could you could just bring the you could bring a Juggernaut on halfway up the table. No 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 no. The Juggernaut will can drop down and have 18 technicals roll out of it out of the back of it. Oh, sorry. Yep 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 yep. Okay, I good was, point. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at like trying to figure out like how, how are you what no no because the ones that are kind of the white background those are the the ones that are transport values the ones that have the bluish background in terms of the of that, that's what uh, can be transported yeah it can be all right yeah, yeah. now you're right yeah i was just getting confused for a otherwise, second otherwise that would be ludicrous yeah that would broken be is what it would be anyway so those one of those two units that would be the one that i would add the two that we're going to talk about those are the two that I, i'm going to kind of combine into one because you're going to really if you have a lot of a lot of units that are small that you can dump yeah. out of that 209 it's great if you have different units that you can still use out of that 109 it's still great i mean you're not going to be spitting out as much but it allows you to just dump units in the, in the back half of their board and you can bring that on uh like i said it's it's considered in readiness so in readiness uh sometimes you don't have to bring it on right away i mean you could bring it in when you want to when half their army is up the board and, and you come in from the backside. yeah no that makes sense that makes sense um george do you have one or would you like me to go I, no i i i've i've got one um and, and in uh tradition of my recommendation uh usually i don't uh, you know address an extra commander if you already start with one but uh i'm going to recommend the alexander heavy tank um because one it's 100 points two i think it's one of the cheapest options in the game for a big gun and i and i know yeah. i always talk about the big guns but but when you start increasing beyond the starter size you are going to need a big gun because people are going to also start bringing bigger models too so it's just the natural you know expansion evolution and escalation you got to have a big gun for 100 points you get a commander with a move of two uh countermeasure of active armor 15 damage five it's a tank what really is the the key part of this being 100 points is the 220 millimeter equalizer cannon why is it called an equalizer cannon well it has a maximum range of infinity countered of 18 one shot with a two up to hit with an energy of 12 yeah. that's not shaltari that's not phr but it's not shabby uh it's got a devastator of three 
free for all. So uh, then it's also got a Maelstrom grenade launcher, uh, range full of 18, countered six, two shots, uh, three up, energy of seven, penetrative. And then it's got two chain guns, left and right, 36 and 18, respectively, for the range. Uh, four shots, three up to hit, six energy, focus, two. Yeah. So uh, for 100 points, that is a solid little addition to an army. Um, it, it does have a transport value of six. So you could roll it out of that big drill that Sox was talking about halfway up the field and just start going. No, wrong type of transport. Oh, yeah, it is wrong type of transport. I see that now. It's orange, not blue. Yeah, that would come in on your one of your lift hawks. So the lift gotcha. hawk, your starter set, you could bring it up. You could bring your commander in off of that. Yeah, thank you for correcting that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, but still, I mean, if, if you look at some of the other bigger units in, in this army, yeah, it's probably one of the more expensive ones, but for, for its price of what it could do, I'd say it's a good solid option. Yeah. All right. I am going to start with a hovercraft because this has been something that people want for a long time and it was out of stock for a very long time. I'm looking at the Thunderstorm Heavy Hovercraft because what did you say about big guns, George? Big it's guns got a big gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's got a move of 10, active countermeasures, E plus one. Oh, sorry. It's 200 points, squad size of one. It's got 13 armor, damage of nine. It's a skimmer type. Its special is command center and large. Uh, so it's got a looted plasma cannon. Move and fire of six inches. It's got so you four can of them, and... actually. Oh, yeah, they're four all the same weapon. Sorry, good point. Four looted cannons. So you got move and fire of six inches, which is good. You can be a little flexible. Front, side, and rear. All of them are 18 inches. Uh, we get one shot, energy of two plus. So you get four shots, all of its energy Ac two accuracy, plus. Accuracy two plus. So accuracy two plus, sorry. Energy of 12, and it's devastator two against infantry and scenery. Uh, with the hovercraft, when a unit disembarks from this unit, measure from any point on its edge rather than the center a disembarking unit suffers only a plus one penalty for its accuracy instead of a plus two uh, and they can target aircraft in the same round. Additionally, this unit does not have to start the game in reserve, ignoring the aerial advantage rule. So, because this is open top, it means that you don't get that disadvantage um, with the air stuff that's coming in. Uh, this can bring in like 12 actual units, uh, and on top of it, it's also got really nice guns on it. I, I quite like this. Th there is an alternate version of this where you build it up to be the Leviathan, and it basically takes more, but it doesn't have the big gun on it. Um, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yep, good option. Socks. All right, so my next one is going to be the Cyclone Attack Chopper, Copter. Yeah, that was on my list too. So you can have a squad size of 1 to 4, 60 points yep. piece, move of 16, countermeasures is active, armor 11, damage 2, aircraft type. You've got two chain guns that have no move and fire penalties, so you can move up to your full distance and still fire. Uh, full range. Uh, Louis, you got to fix that. Arc is full. Or, or arc, Sorry, arc is front. Range counter, range full is 36 range countered is 18 shots four three plus accuracy energy six focus two on your chain guns then you have a heavy machine gun which is an eight inch moving fire front arc uh, again 36 inches for range full 12 inches countered two shots accuracy of three plus five energy on that and then you have some optional weapons you can take a tornado missile which is an eight inch moving fire front arc 36 inches full 18 inches countered one shot four plus accuracy seven energy area indirect so you can use it like an artillery round and then you have the Beowulf missiles and you have an eight inch moving fire left and right 
arcs and front as well, uh, since you have two of them. 36 inches full, nine inch countered, one shot, three plus accuracy, energy 10, limited to two. So really you have limited four because you got two of yeah. those times that by two. This unit may replace both of its chain guns with tornado missiles and two Beowulf missiles for no cost. So for those of you in the military, just think of this as the Apache TAC helicopter, bringing in a squad of four of these things. I mean, these things can just fly in as an aircraft. They're pretty hefty for aircraft as well. They have 11 armor, which a lot of aircraft don't have that much armor mm -hmm. and two damage points as well. And so I've seen a squad of these flying around just tearing stuff up. And so very, very handy um, flying around uh, and cleaning stuff up as you need to. So um, I have a question. You said something about Louis had to fix something, but I missed what the mistake was that he has to fix. I was looking at the arc at first and it said F. And I, was, I thought that was the range. So nope, that was not oh, bad on reading okay. the stat line. Yep. Nothing's wrong. That's fine. Uh, George. So uh, the last thing I looked at that might make sense, um, again, with uh, adding a bigger gun, you know, because stuff gets bigger, uh, you're also going to need to move faster too. And uh, the Swift Hawk Tilt Jet uh, kind of spoke to me as like, you know, a little good addition. Uh, it's pretty cheap at 30 points, has a move of 24. So that's half the board. Uh, active countermeasure, armor 10, one damage is an aircraft. Uh, missile pod, 12 inch uh, move and fire. Uh, arc is front, range 36, counter nine, one shot, three plus, eight damage for penetrative. Uh, machine gun uh, can just move fine. Uh, front side rear, 24 uh, full, 12 countered, three shots, three up, four uh, energy. Um, but as a transport, can carry some troops. Uh, hoverboard, if this move, unit moves 12 or less, a squad disembarking, uh, if it gets rapid insertion for the end of the round. That's a pretty tri pretty cheap, cheap, pretty quick troop carrier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the Swift, Swift Hawk tilt jet is pretty nice. But uh, and as, as another option uh, to George, the Strikehawk tilt rotor, which looks like the CV-22 one, um, it can carry a little bit more troops, not as fast. So either one of those two options is pretty good at getting your troops in really fast yeah. um, and has some weapons to help defend it as, as needed. So uh, yeah, I, I was looking primarily more at the point cost, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. 30 points yeah. is not bad at all. 30, 30 points, you, you know, you can squeeze a couple of those into a list. No problem. You start yeah. doing like the 100 points, you know, you start have to make choices. No, um, you're right. So uh, th th that was my reason for that. It's cheap. It can carry troops. It can move quick and yeah, it can give your troops point. an advantage. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, for my last option, I want to have a talk about the free riders. I might quickly talk about the attack ATVs as well, because for the same reason, because it's bikes. I mean, of course, I'm going to talk about the bikes. Um, so the free riders, they're 40 points. It's a squad size of two to four. They can move 12 inches. Counter measures are E plus four. Uh, armor eight, damage three, infantry three plus. Its special is infiltrate three inches and resilient. It has a machine gun, which has a move and fire up to nine inches. Arc is front side and rear. Range is 24, counted is 12, three shots, three plus, energy four, and it's reduced one. You also have knives and pistols, which is just close quarters, three shots, three energy reduced one. Bikes. This unit loses its evasion countermeasure when in a garrison. In addition, this unit may choose to retain its full movement distance when exiting a garrison, although cannot embark into a transport if it does so. Um, sticky mines. After completing a move attack, pick one enemy unit this move uh, this unit moved within one inch of. That unit is hit with a sticky mine. That unit suffers an automatic hit from an energy 9 weapon, which is nasty. Like, you just can't tie these things down. Uh, and I quite love that, like, getting to use your full transport out. Or, you know, 
just going straight into the transport and disappearing that way. Uh, the attack ATV essentially kind of feels very similar, except they're ATVs instead. Um, so the movement is nine inches, countermeasures is E plus one, armor nine, damage three. So that part is relatively similar. But weapons-wise, it's different. They have assault grenade launchers, which we were talking about in something else earlier. Uh, we got movement fire of six inches for the assault grenade launchers. Arc is front. Range full is nine inches, counted as six. Three shots, energy, uh, accuracy two plus, energy five. Uh, it's alt, so we'll talk about the other option in a second. Focus two, reduce one. The other option is incendiary grenades, uh, which is pretty similar right up until the range is six inches for both. You get six shots, three plus uh energy three uh, and that's flame and reduced so it's just a matter of how you want to pull them off you've got a couple of options basically uh and because this is bigger it cannot enter garrisons i like these because they're doing something that literally nobody else in the game does like you get motorbikes yeah. in this action so a it's motorbikes therefore i think it's cool uh but especially with like the actual free riders in particular i i think are quite potentially quite nasty if you use them right so the one thing i like about you know like i said i'm not the biggest fan of like their look and whatnot you know like how they play but i love the look though of not loving the look of how you know you got the ragtag stuff but then you have some actual like military stuff like you know mm -hmm. you got some of the rocket things which are like you know and the anti-air anti gun wagon like those are just straight up like reclaimed vehicles like you know insurgent style stuff swallowed on right next to an attack hovercraft yep. like it, it's a pretty unique thing so they were popular enough with the community that when drop fleet commander was launched and there was not supposed to be any resistance at all like the answer was no they will never feature in the game because we don't believe that they would have start spaceships they were that popular that the community basically made them change their mind there was really like they really didn't have much of a choice in the matter i mean they obviously had a choice but you know what i mean uh that that's how popular the resistance has proven to be uh it's probably i mean i don't know as far as numbers in tournaments and stuff is concerned obviously but as far as fan perception is concerned they're certainly one of the more popular armies and i think the aesthetic is a large part of why because it looks so different than anything else um yeah the resisty is worth your time especially if you like the look of them shall we discuss some upcoming events demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. all right Adepticon is getting really close now. Uh, 22nd to the 26th of March. It's in Schamburg, Illinois. Uh, I mean, Georgia's actually not that far from there, really. He's not going, <laughs> but it's not that far from it. No, it's not. Um, if I had a road trip partner living in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, we could easily road trip that. Hey, like... sounds like an idea. Wherever get that direction. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys could you, you guys could film. Yeah, you guys could film Let's Plays for us all the time. I, I, I have a hybrid, so we'd spend less on gas, too. Nice. <laughs> not not, not your insane you know land no. wagon of uh oil drilling uh necessity <laughs> uh we also have the conquest gaming convention coming up shortly that's on april 7th till 9th happens at the Coburg Town Hall in Melbourne. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be there or not. I have actually had somebody ask me recently. Um, I hadn't realised it was actually that close. So it will depend on if I have the bike fixed by then or not. Um, because the bike's going to have to take priority. Things are a little tight right now. Uh, and of course, Salute is coming up in April as well. 22nd of April at the Excel Centre in London. I don't think any of us are going to make it to that. Nope. No, no. We're a little bit too far away. I, I mean, I'd try to walk there, but it might take me the rest of my life. 
You'd have to walk farther than the Proclaimers. Very true. <laughs> uh, very, very special thanks to Valhalla Hobby. Uh, they became a sponsor of ours last month. Uh, they, as of last week, gave us the code that George mentioned earlier, GT2305, to get 5% off any order you make of $100 or more. Uh, that's at ValhallaHobby.com, and that will last the entire year. Um, Valhalla Hobby, like it's a hobby store, so you can expect to have your big name stuff there. Your Atomic Mass games are there. Your Games Workshop, your Dungeons and Dragons are obviously there. But the big difference with Valhalla Hobby is they have a real passion, like us, for the smaller guys. They have a ton of niche games in there, including some of our favourites. I've mentioned before Bushido, uh, Moonstone. Um, like they have tons and tons of options in there. Um, Conquest is there. Uh, Infinity is there. Rumble Slam is there. Dystopian Wars is there. Definitely, definitely worth your time, especially if you're in the US, uh, because uh, because obviously you're right there. Especially if you're uh, a drop zone drop fleet player. They are one yeah. of the few stores that actually carry it here in the States. Yep. Uh, they are in Verona, Wisconsin. So if you're in that area, then hey, maybe drop by. Support the people that support us. Um, we very much appreciate it. Um, like as much as, yes, that we do have sponsorship options, we are very, very careful about what we accept. Uh, we will not be accepting anybody that is not appropriate. So you can stand by that, assuming that you trust our opinion. I wouldn't trust mine. <laughs> I wouldn't trust I didn't, either. Wow. I, don't know if he, wow. I don't know if George. I don't know if George even has an opinion. He's not entitled to one, is he? <laughs> you can find us at uh, uh, Patreon.com at www.patreon.com/slash/gettingtabled. Uh, our website, gettingtabled.com. Uh, most of the stuff you're gonna, you know, where where we initially announced what you know what we've got, you know, we've done something. You're gonna find on Facebook.com/slash/gettingtabled. Uh, you can check out the video edition of this podcast early if you're a Patreon supporter on YouTube at youtube.com slash oh no 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 correct i'm not correct there uh but we are on youtube.com slash game table if you are a patreon for two dollars a month you do get early access to the video uh was it three days early from everyone else bruce oh four days earlier than everyone else in theory that in theory they will get it later tonight and it will go live on it'll go live on youtube on thursday yeah, so four days so uh if you got anything you need to uh, ask us want us to talk about or inquire about you can email us at getting table at gmail.com twitter and instagram are at getting tabled and then bruce has his twitch uh twitch.tv <laughs> slash jason the bruce uh just keep in mind that i'm only streaming casually until september because i'm currently working later hours as of tuesday um if you do support us on patreon sorry to harp on this but if you do support us on patreon if you start doing it between now and the 2nd of april you will gain an entrance into the competition we're giving away a sheltari dread fleet sorry sheltari fleet drop fleet commander <laughs> it includes a dreadnought which is why i got tongue-tied it includes the starter set for the shatari fleet an extra box of cruisers and an extra box of frigates that'll all yep. go out to one lucky person um people have been receiving an entry to the competition for every month that they've been supporting us and that will all be drawn on the 2nd of april uh i think that's it think so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to getting table music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.